Hello, and welcome back to the Bibliophile Hour. I am your host, Erica the Bibliophile. How are you today? I'm doing all right. As you heard with my Family Matters reference, I just poured myself a glass of wine, and we are finishing up the Black Effect series. Let's get started. Okay, so where we left off with the Black Effect, the first book, the ending, is Nadir finding Amy and Canton in the club together, appearing as if they're about to kiss. And this is where we learn that Canton is actually Jade's ex-boyfriend that Nadir, you know, took Jade from. And he... Nadir says to Canton, you still in your feelings? You got to pray on my wife because you're still mad about me taking your bitch. And it's just like, wait a minute. I thought you loved these women. I thought, you know, these were your queens. She was your other half. Y'all were kindred spirits. How you going to call your own woman a bitch? Um, and Nadir turns to Amy and he calls her gullible. And she turns around and calls him abusive. So with that, Canton calls Nadir a pussy for putting his hands on a woman, which at that moment, I'm not going to argue with him because, like I said last episode, I don't agree with Nadir putting his hands on Amy, but I know that he got caught up in the moment. But you still, you know, you're not right. I'm not on your side. And so Nadir pulls out a gun, but security comes in between them and says, you know, you can't do that here. We can't have that at the club. So, um, Nadir tells Amy that she's dead to him. Especially after attacking his mama. So, Amy tells him she deserved it. Especially after spitting on me. But Nadir is shocked, is shocked by the news saying this is news to him. And it's like, of course, your mama is a drama queen. She's not going to tell you the whole truth about the situation she's just gonna do what makes amy look like a terrible person and make her look good because she doesn't want you with amy anyway and so amy is finally getting you know what she wanted but she doesn't feel good about it because it's like you're finally getting the freedom that you actually needed but not at the cost of you know, like ruining all of her relationships because it's like she doesn't have her parents because that relationship is tarnished. Her brother is, um, you know, overseas, so she doesn't have that. And she's losing her husband. So it's like, yeah, you're independent, but at what cost? But now she is also suspicious of Canton and she tells him that he needs to prove that he wasn't plotting on her because it's like... It's such a coincidence that you just happen to be the boyfriend of my quote-unquote sister wife. And you never mentioned that. Because it's like, there's no way that you don't know who I am. You know, like who my man is in our relationship. So, Campton, he was lying about knowing who Amy was prior to speaking to her. Because he still checks Jade's Facebook from time to time even though he claims to be over her. And he saw Amy in a few of the pictures. Um, he and Jade had been together since high school. 
Jade had always been money hungry, so it was nothing for her to leave him for dear. And he's still carrying feelings for her. Like I said, he's, you know, being a typical man, claiming bitches ain't shit, and he don't care about her anymore. He doesn't really feel anything, but he really is still checking up on her, still looking at her. You know, he can't let her go, even though she did him wrong. And that always made me question, like how in the first book, Nadir just swore he was so in love with her. Can you really have deep feelings for somebody who just ups and leaves their partner like that? Even if you two think that you're meant to be together, shouldn't you officially close one door before opening up another? Nadir, he was prepared to work things out and take all the blame for the things that happened. And that's why he went looking for Amy. But all of that went out the window when he saw Amy and Camden together. So when he comes home, he's pissed. Uh, Ray is trying to ask him what's going on. But he turns to one of the maids and tells them to pack up Amy's room. She no longer stays here. You know, get all her stuff. Um, he tells Ray and Jay that Amy was with another man and she's out. You know, don't ask no questions. She's no longer a part of this family. He catches Jade smirking and he like snaps on her. He's like, do you think seeing me messed up is funny? Like, you know, I just lost my wife and I'm telling you that I saw her with somebody else. You see me upset and you like get joy from this. And he blames her for all the drama that's happening because if she would have never told him what Amy was feeling and what Amy said then they wouldn't be going through everything that happened after and it's like that's not fair if anything you should in that instance that would draw you and Jade closer together because Jade she didn't keep it from you and she actually told you that you know she's walking around here unhappy she don't love you like we do at least not in this moment I can see why he's upset because she does seem to draw glee from it but if she would have came, you know, like, Amy is having these feelings. Maybe you guys should talk about it. But Jade, like, twist. Okay, I changed my mind. Because Jade twisted it. Like, you know, yeah, you need to kick her out. And it seems like, in a way, Jade has always been jealous of Amy. Which boggles my mind. Because in the beginning, she, as well as Ray, was telling Amy how good of a fit she would be in the family. And it seems like when Amy got there, that changed for Jade. Amy is restless, um, you know, thinking about Canton and Nadir. Ray reaches out to her because even though Nadir told her not to, she's like, you know, I'm not just going to throw her away. She is my sister wife. You know, she's my sister. I'm still going to talk to her. And um, Amy calls her from her new cell phone and they meet up oh excuse me oh excuse me as they're talking the police show up to arrest her so because they haven't found her in all this time and the one time they do find her is when she's having lunch with ray amy accuses ray of setting her up but ray swears that she didn't which is kind of messed up too because it's just like you know i reach out to you because i'm not gonna turn my back on you like that and unfortunately you do get arrested, but that's not my fault. And I think Amy knows that because Ray isn't that type of person. Ray is really sweet, like from the beginning to the end. 
when she like gets into the lifestyle, I think she, although she says she didn't like it at first, I think she accepted it for what it was and like looked into it and grew into it. So she's never been like backstabby at all. So Nadir's meeting with Sherman, who, if you remember, is the candidate running for mayor that they're backing. And he tells him that because he ruined a 30-year marriage, that he should go ahead and pay the person who is extorting him. At first, Sherman tries to fight it and tells Nadir that he needs to do a better job of getting this person to back off. But Nadir tells him no. And of course, you know, uh, with Dom on his side, Sherman knows that he's fighting a lost cause. After he leaves, Nadir tells Dom that it's Amy's dad, Nate, who is doing the blackmailing. Nadir goes to see his mom and asks her why she didn't tell him about spending... Why... Did I say it right? I feel like I just did a tongue twister. <laughs> why she didn't tell him about her spitting on Amy. And it's like, you know your mom. You love her, so you, like, excuse all of her BS but you know she's not going to tell you the 100% truth. And what does Lena do? She lies about it and says she did not spit Amy, but she did get Amy arrested and Jade helped her. How did she help her? She followed Jade. I mean, followed Ray. <laughs> Jade followed Ray. And that's how she got her arrested. So Canton bails Amy out of jail and he picks her up. Amy cash apped him the money right away, you know, saying she didn't want to owe him anything and now that they're seeing each other face to face, she demands an explanation about his relationship with Jade and how um, did he or did he not, uh, what am I trying to say? You know, like plotted on her. And he tells her that he and Jade had plans together. They had plans after college to get married, to become entrepreneurs but Jade is a spoiled daddy's girl who likes to be taken care of instead of doing any hard work. She started going out less, started going out more and wearing less. And then one day she comes home and tells him she met someone else and she's moving in with him. So, of course, after that, um, Canton found out who it was, which is Nadir, and he ran up on him with another woman at the time, which I'm assuming was Ray, and tried to confront him. Nadir just laughed at him, you know, like brushing him off, like, you know, she's my woman now. And when Canton tries to call Jade at a later date, she changed her number. So he had no way of getting in contact with her. But he swears to Amy that their friendship was completely organic. And he finds himself being drawn to Amy, even though he knows that he shouldn't. Like, he shouldn't take it there with her. Amy has brought herself a car. You know, like, she's trying to do things on her own now. Which, I am so happy for her. Because I always felt, like, when I first read this book, I was so upset with Amy. Like, I really placed all the blame on her. And I don't think I acknowledged her accomplishments um as I mentioned in my last episode I do have a YouTube so I have reviewed these books before but I'm doing it again on the podcast because these are the books that I took notes on specifically and I still have them saved so 
I'm going to start off with these books. But yeah, in my review on YouTube, I just completely knocked Amy down. And I want to take the time to acknowledge her finally doing some things for herself. Because even though she had a job with her parents and she had a car, it was nothing like the things that Nadir did for her. And how she just went from one household to another of somebody having control over her. So in this time of her being, you know, like excommunicated from the house, she's doing things for herself. And I really want to applaud her on that for finally standing on her own two feet. And you might just say like, wow, you're giving her a lot for buying a car. But it's like, it's not just the car. It's just her doing it on her own with nobody else's help. And that's just something to be applauded because everybody's not a get it out the mud type of person. So when you finally do something on your own, you feel good about it. And we want to applaud every little step of someone getting better in a way, if that makes sense. So after she buys herself a car, she pulls up on her mom at the church that they go to. And she takes her out on the sidewalk, like across from the church and where Amy just tears into Fia for being a hypocrite. And Fia cries saying that she's human. And it's just like, hmm, mom, was I not human all those other times you swore I was going to hell and told me I was, you know, venturing off from God's path. And every time I didn't do what you, what you wanted me to do, I was going to hell. But now that your sins have come to the light, you're only human. Funny how that works, huh? And I just, it's uh, its a conversation for another day. Because I just don't want to bash the church. But it's, and it's not, it is church. But it's more so the people of the church who claim that they are of God. And all the ways that they condemn you is actually what they're doing themselves. But they want to make sure that you stay in the spotlight that the light is on you and that all your sins are laid to bear while they can hide and do theirs in the dark. And it just gets on my nerves. But anyway, um, Amy calls her a stranger and blames her for her failed relationship with Nadir. And it's like, Amy, baby girl, that's not, it's not realistic because although you may feel that way, you're still an adult. You still have your own feelings and you can still make up your mind because the moment you decided that you were going to marry him and walk away from your parents, you could have strove to be better and did things different. You could have told the deer that things were wrong and that you felt the way and that maybe you wanted to go to therapy instead of just trying to talk to your brother because even though your brother is your best friend, there's only so much that you can tell him as your brother. It's like you should have got some outside help. You should have talked to somebody. So, yes, while your parents and not just your mother played a part in this, she's not the only reason. You are also your own person. And so um, after she leaves, she... No, Nate, her dad calls her asking, what did she do to Fia? And it's like, excuse me, what did I do? What did I do to that grown woman? And he says that Fia called him saying that Amy cursed her out, which she did not. And that's another thing I can't stand about parents. It's like, as soon as you try to get your own voice, 
is, oh, you talking back to me now? You're disrespecting me? No, I can have a conversation with you and speak my mind, and that is not disrespectful. Some parents just want little lap dogs, and it's like, that's not the way it goes, which I am so, so thankful for my parents. We can have conversations. We can talk. I don't have to bite my tongue and they can understand where I'm coming from. So when I see stuff like that, it gets on my nerves because it's like kids can talk. You know, you can have conversations with your child. They don't just have to do what you say. They're your child. They're not a pet. And um, what does Fia say? And she also accuses Nate of turning Amy against her. And it's like, where have you been her entire childhood? Because even though when she stayed under y'all's roof and did what y'all said, it wasn't all sweet with y'all. So don't just blame that on him and say that he turned Amy against you. That makes no sense. But when somebody is crying victim, nothing they say ever, you know, rarely makes sense. And Amy tells him about her arrest. And he tells her that he's going to get her an attorney. Which I don't understand because I, I wouldn't have told him about that. But I know that she, Amy desperately wants her parent, like a relationship with her parents, which I can understand. But at the same time, it's like, girl, it's costing you your sanity. So even though you and him are like getting along and kind of commiserating over these partners that y'all both swear did y'all wrong. I just wouldn't let him in that easy. I just couldn't do it. So Nadir conf confronts Ray and Jade. You know, he's confronting Ray about going to see Amy, even though he told her not to. And then he's confronting Jade about following Ray to get Amy arrested. And Ray says, you know what I said earlier, how she feels that Amy is still family. And she blames Lena for Amy thinking that she set her up and blame Jade. And, um... Nadir tells her, oh, I think Jade knows about that. And Jade had overheard Ray on the phone talking to Amy. So she waited for Ray to get dressed, Ray to get in her car, and she followed her. Then she called Lena, who then called the police and gave them, the, gave them Amy and Ray's location. And of course, Ray is pissed. She's like, you know, you followed me? Really? So it's like, and you eavesdropping on my conversation. So she tells Nadir that she can't stay in the same house as Jade because she can't trust her anymore. It's like, I can't have a private conversation in my own house without the fear of somebody listening and then following me. Yeah, I'm on Ray's side with that because it's like, girl, really? I would want to fight her off of that. It's like, I just lost my baby and I just lost my friend. And now I got to worry about you eavesdropping and following me. Like, that's enough to get you swung on. And I would really swing on her. Like, we would be fighting. And she, too, now blames Jade for the family falling apart. And Nadir sends Jade to one of his condos until Ray cools off. It's just like, you know, everybody needs a break from you. Because you seem to be causing the most chaos in this house. Canton goes to visit his mama and he runs into his cousins. His mom took in the two cousins when they were younger and they raised them. And their names are Zay and Reem. 
who are robbers and scammers. Campton tells his mom about Amy, but he also tells her about her connection to Jade. And when his mom asks how he found out about Amy, he reveals that he was on Jade's page. And his mom tells him that he needs to leave Jade alone. And he swears like, oh, mom, I ain't thinking about that girl. I'm off her. But it's like, if you are off her, why are you going onto her Facebook page? Why do you even still know her name? Like, why do you still have access to her like that? That makes no sense. And his mom tells him, your mouth says one thing, but your actions say another. She tells him to be careful before he gets his heart broken again. And Amy gets an email from her lawyer that they set up a meeting with Nadir and his lawyer to go over the to dissolve the marriage. And Nate offers to go with her. Now we're at the meeting of Amy and Nadir and their lawyers. Amy comes, well, she came without an attorney. Nadir's attorney goes over the stipulations of both, in, of both of them having to agree to separate and ask them both if they do. They both say yes. Nadir starts off, you know, like throwing shots. He says, yep. Can't have a cheater on my team. My mama tried to warn me. I regret ever putting you in a position to be next to me. She said you were never good enough for me. And that ended up being true. And this is where hurt people hurt people come in. And you just throwing out these words just to hurt her. Because can't have a cheater on my team. My mama tried to warn me. Your mama lied to you and you know it's a lie and you're just trying to hurt her feelings. I regret even putting you in a position to be next to me. You literally chased this girl, even though she showed you in the beginning how immature she was and how she really wasn't built for your lifestyle because she called your then wives horses in a stable and said she wanted no part of that. She didn't want to be a part of your harem. She didn't want to share her man. She told you all of those things. So... You brought that on yourself. She said you were never good enough for me and that ended up being true. How is that true? Because she didn't bend to your will at the time and do everything you told her to do. And then when she checked your wife again, you know, fly at the mouth saying that she was useless because she couldn't produce a baby. And now that you know that she's been hanging out with this guy because technically they never kissed and they like... I do believe in emotional cheating, but it's just like you didn't catch her doing anything. If anything, you caught her dancing. And Amy threatens to ruin him and ask his attorney if he knows about his client being an abuser. The attorney looks at Nadir, but he kind of like brushes off her statement and tries to get back to the contract. Amy not letting it go, though. She says, he made my life hell. He was controlling and didn't show much love. But the thing is, Amy, you had time to call this off because Ray and Jay told you that the day of your wedding. They told you he wouldn't be there a lot. You know, like he has two separate businesses to run. So he's not going to be there all the time. As far as him not showing much love. Again, was this something that you told him or did you just roll with the punches 
he doesn't show who he really is meaning you know he's not around enough he doesn't open up and it's like really with two other women you're never going to get all of him because he has to be split in three different directions and then when y'all started bringing kids into the fold even though amy hasn't had a child yet he has two other sons so his time is cut you know even into a shorter amount of time that he can give you he wasn't affectionate outside of the bedroom again something that y'all could have brought up but y'all didn't you jade and ray y'all just take it at face value because he's quote-unquote controlling and wants things his way but you could have fought back like no i'm not doing it that way i want to do it this way if you left one situation being your parents because you said they were too controlling and you got with him to get away from that why would you then just lay down and accept it when he started doing the same thing and she tells him that she hates being around them when it has to be all three of them all of the time. She's like, you know, I can deal with if you want to go have date night with Ray or date night with Jade. Or even we can have our own date night. But we don't have to be together all of the time just so you can prove to the world that you have your household under control and we're a united front. That makes no sense. And he made her be around his mother and endure verbal abuse from her. And this I agree with. I will back her up 100%. Because like I said, he wanted that united front. They all ride in the car together. They all be around each other. It's never separately. They all have to be together all of the time. So that meant going to family dinner weekly and enduring all the little sly comments that his mom had to throw her way and then when she finally said something back then he snaps at her it's like no get your mother before i get her for you and then we're all gonna have a problem because even with her telling her to mind her business with amy telling lena to mind her business that was still her being polite in my opinion and Amy also says he was never a husband. He just gave her money and dick. And it's just like, whoa, really? Like y'all are going for the jugular here. Y'all are not being nice to each other. But in the end, in most cases, it always ends that way in divorce. When it's divorce time, people get ugly. And Nadir tells her, if I'm an abuser, she's a user. He acknowledges knowing she used him to get away from her parents. But he wanted her too badly. And it's just like, so when you say that you regret um, giving her a chance to even get close to you, it's just like, you know, that was your fault. Yeah, she used you to get away from her parents. That was something that y'all could have talked about. Because if you knew about it, why didn't you address it yourself? You could have said, hey, I know you just want to get away from them, but I really like you or I really love you. So can we work on making this a real relationship? And she didn't like him or want to build a life with him, which is true. Because that goes back to her just wanting to get away from her parents. But she didn't really love him or want to build a life with him. And then she brings up the fact that he paid off her parents and asked him, what kind of man are you? And Nadir, you know, he gave it to her straight. I'm a man who wanted to protect his wife. 
Your parents threatened to make your life miserable for choosing to be with me. Your mother said she would show up any and everywhere we were. So I paid them off so you would be with me. They didn't have to take the money, which is so true. Because it's just like, if I come to you and say, I'm going to give you 250K, don't ever talk to her or call her again. As her parents, you could say, you could take this money and stick it up your ass. I still want to talk to my daughter. But no, y'all were money hungry. Y'all didn't really like her either. Because it's just like she was just in y'all house and somebody that y'all could boss around and tell that she was going to hell because she didn't follow y'all rules. He also vaguely mentions putting money in her dad's pocket and keeping him out of jail. Of course, she doesn't know what that means. But we know that that means he got him the 250K and kept him from going to jail for trying to extort a politician. So it's just like, while you're being cute, I'm really helping your family. And Amy will get a million dollars, her things from her room at their house and her truck. But she doesn't want any any of it. But he ignores her and just says, give me an address so I can um, send you your things and we can be done. But also before he leaves, he gives her an envelope from... Ray, it's a letter from Ray. When Nadir walks out, he sees Nate, who's waiting on Amy to come out, and he goes over to confront him. I see you tried to make me out to be the bad guy, and as if I forced you and your wife to take the money. You could have said no. Stop playing victim and take accountability. And he walks away, you know, with her pride and a broken heart. But what he said to Nate is also true. It's like, you know... When I came to see you and I found out that you were the extortionist from Sherman, you kind of broke down in front of me saying that your wife cheated on you. And then, you know, when you go to your daughter, you make it seem like I forced you or bullied you into taking this money. And you know, that wasn't the case. So at some point, you're going to have to stand up and defend yourself and try and stop trying to make it seem like everybody is doing something wrong to you and you're just this innocent guy. Ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Amy also confronts her dad and tells him, all it took was a couple of dollars and you agreed to stay away from me. Leave me alone and stay out of my life. And she walks away from him. And Amy is happy slash sad that she doesn't have Nadir to turn to anymore. But she's going to use this time to rediscover herself. Which, as I spoke about in the beginning, I'm going to clap for her because she's making changes. And she's finally doing stuff on her own. She doesn't have someone to turn to to take care of this for her anymore. Amy has been ignoring Canting again. Um, 
And money comes into his coffee shop demanding three times the tax he's already paying or his coffee shop and he has a dispensary will be shut down. And, you know, like I said, money, Dom and Nadir, they run the city. So people pay them, you know, to have their businesses there. Otherwise, they can't get shut down and they pay them for protection. Lena calls and she's trying, she's still trying to run his household. And it's all because Jade keeps calling her. And it's like, why do you continue to call my mom? My mom don't run my household no more. This is my house. She got her own house. But Nadir tells her, if you don't stop, you won't see me or your grandchildren. You're toxic. And Lena kind of punched him in the gut. And she says, you were in love with a woman who didn't love you back. That's toxic. Not me. And (laughs) Nadir hangs up on her, which it's like, it's rude because you hung up on your mama, but it's just like, damn, when you don't want to accept the fact, what else can you do but hang up the phone? And he's been drinking a lot more than usual, getting less sleep now that his peace is gone. It's been a week and he's starting to get depressed. When Ray comes into the room and sits on his lap to ask him how the meeting goes, he asks her, am I a good husband? And she tells him, of course, but there are some things that you can improve on. And he's like, you know, why did you never say this before? And Ray tells him, you know, be honest, you are not the type of person that you can have this discussion with. And she tells him, you know, you can spend more alone time with each wife. Don't make them go places they don't want to go to. Be more understanding and show more affection out of the bedroom. So I guess it's just he only knows how to kiss and hug and rub if they're having sex, which is sad because it's just like, you don't have to be all over me, but I also don't want to be, want it to be the only time we're good is if we're having sex with each other. And he asks her how she's doing and she tells him, you know, I'm fine. Don't worry about me, which of course he's like, girl, you my wife and you just lost our baby. Of course I'm going to be worried. I'm always worried about you. And Nadir calls Jade to see if she's ready to come home. But Jade is also still playing victim. She's like, you know, I don't know. Do you guys want me there? Do you need me there? It seems like you're doing pretty well without me. Maybe I need to spend some more time away. And he's like, okay, you know, like, I'm not sure. (laughs) And he tells her to stop telling Lena what's going on in her household. Because it's like, although you think that that's helping your case is really not if anything it makes me want to stop dealing with you because you think you can get my mom to to control me and it's not working out in your favor and she needs to watch her words because amy's inability to get pregnant affected him as well it didn't just affect her so you throwing that up in her face was very rude And she says again, maybe we should take more time apart since I'm not making you happy. Nadir hangs up on her as well. well. And it's just like everybody pissing him off at this point. So he's like, you know what? I ain't got time for nobody. And Amy is talking to Amir on a video chat. Then she calls Canton who 
calls out her flakiness, telling her, you know, like, I only seem to hear from you when you need something from me. So they make plans to meet up at his coffee shop. And after they get off the phone, she heads out. And when she gets to the coffee shop, Canton's cousins are there and they ask about her truck. You know, how much did it cost? She tells them $100,000, which I wouldn't have told them nothing. I'm like, you know, you can see what type of model my car is. You can look it up yourself. Because when people just start asking you how much stuff costs, that is so... Don't ask me how much nothing costs. And I'm not even a person who got nothing. I'm quick to tell you, hey, I got this at Walmart. It costs $15. These pants were 20 from JCPenney. You know, whatever. I'm not a big money type person, so that doesn't matter to me. But when you just walk up on me, how much did you pay for this car? Fam, get out my face. You must make a lot of bread to be able to afford that. Like, see, here we go with the conversation. You being back up. I don't care if y'all are my friend's cousins. Y'all don't need to know nothing about me to be asking me these type of questions. And um, she tells them that she has a YouTube channel. So, oh, I heard people get paid a lot of dough from doing YouTube. And as she leaves, she hears be safe so it's like now you threatening me because for you to just ask how much stuff costs now you assuming that i got a lot of money then i think i've seen y'all before y'all ain't never told me to be safe now you telling me to be safe be safe from what from you you gonna do something see mm, mm, mm. like i'm not a raw raw person but when i feel like you threatening me it's like something come out because it's like what what you mean be safe be safe from what? And Amy meets up with her lawyer and they're going to fight the charges that Lena is pressing against her. And Amy has Canton as a witness because he was there when she attacked Lena for spitting on her. And there is possibly video of Lena spitting on her to justify her actions outside of the hotel that Amy was staying in at that time. And... She calls Lena after her meeting with her attorney to tell Lena that she should drop the charges. Otherwise, she would just be embarrassing her family because there's video of her spitting on her. And I wouldn't have told her nothing. Because at this point, the last time that Amy spoke to Nadir was at the divorce meeting. And then she's been having these problems with Lena. And then she also thinks that... uh Ray set her up so it's just like I would have let all that spill out and it's not even to get back at Nadir or to get back at Ray it's more so to embarrass Lena it's like you've been talking all this stuff about me then you spit on me and when I justifiably beat your ass you get me arrested for attack so if there's video of you spitting on me and that can justify me doing what I did to you I'm going to let all that play out. There's no way I'm going to keep that on the law. And Amy finally opens Ray's letter, you know, which she declared her innocence from. Like, you know, I had nothing to do with that. And actually, Jade was the one who followed me and called Lena. And so she calls Ray and Ray goes into her closet, even though Jade isn't staying at the house She's paranoid now. She's like, you know, I can't trust anybody. 
so now Sherman is out. He's no longer running for mayor because he's more trouble than he's worth. You know, more people came out of the woodworks demanding money after he paid Nate for sleeping with his wife. And Sherman admitted that he wronged so many people. You know, it could have literally been anybody. So when you see one person got paid, here goes more people. So it's like to nip all that in the bud, he's no longer our candidate. He's no longer running. And we find out that Nadir sent money to Canton because, of course, he was feeling away. So it's like, you know, money, go tell him the rent's raised up. And if he don't want to pay it, then he no longer has businesses. Um, Jay comes back home and Nadir attempts to make up with her, but she ruins it. Because while they're having sex, she's trying to whisper in his ear, all you need is me and no one else. And it's like, baby girl you the second wife you're not even the first so if i get rid of anybody it would be you and i will stick with the one who's been loyal and who i love well i shouldn't say love the most but who i've been with the longest you know i'm not giving her up and then she also claims to be the only loyal one so nadira stops and tells her she needs to stop her attempts at manipulating him as if he can't see through that and she also needs to stop listening to her mama because uh his mama will have her as the next one out the door. As Canton is getting ready to hang out with Amy, his cousins are asking questions. They want to know if Amy is someone he's feeling or wants to be with, but Canton just calls her the homie. So his cousins say, say less. And he should have known something right there because if your cousins are known robbers and scammers, and they tell you say less and they asking you how you feel about this girl. There's no way it's not going in your mind like, okay, they about to hit her up. And you know that. You know how your cousins are. So that just, I don't know. Canton, he can try to act like he innocent, but I don't believe it. Amy lets him know that Lena dropped the charges. Because, of course, when she finds out there's possible video of her spitting on someone, she can't claim innocent how she been doing. So, Ray notices that Nadir is more quiet. He's not going to the weekly dinners with his family anymore. And she tells him that Lena is texting her, telling her she's disloyal and doesn't deserve Nadir. Also, Lena and Jade are talking several times a day, bashing Amy. And that's never a good thing. When your relationship is only centered around both of y'all hatreds for somebody else that relationship is gonna fizzle out fast because eventually somebody is gonna be like man ain't you tired of talking about her yet or the only time y'all sit around is when y'all bring this person up jade you have a successful handbag business that you got going on honey you ain't got time to sew bags or go or paperwork you know you got so much other stuff you could be doing you could be talking to your husband instead of talking to his mama about somebody who was no longer in y'all lives and so you know it's just like nadir he admits that he's been struggling over amy being gone but he promises to be a better husband and now we're two months later of three months of them being apart amy is getting out of her truck at home when someone forces her back inside they unlock the door and she can see two men in all black and ski masks get in the truck as well. They tell her to go to the nearest ATM 
but since Amy just moved into her house, she doesn't really know the area yet, so she doesn't know. And she's slapped a few times because they think she's lying. And, you know, one of them pulls out a gun and tells her, you know, like, we're not playing with you. Find an ATM. They find an ATM and they tell her to pull out as much as she can. And one of them says, I know that nigga you was married to set you up real nice. So that's a red flag that whoever this is knows her or at least knows of her. And Amy plays as if she doesn't know what they're talking about. And one of them hits her in the head with the gun. She can only pull out $500, like every ATM. You, The max amount is $500. And the other one asks, where's the money your husband left you? So when she doesn't answer, they hit her in the jaw with the gun. So she's now been slapped, hit in the head, and then hit in the face with the gun. And they plan to hold her for ransom, believing that Nadir will pay to get her back. And Amy jumps out the, because they forced her into the back. And Amy jumps out of the moving truck, trying to run away on a twisted ankle while yelling out for help. And they come after her, shooting at her, because, you know, they can't have a victim of their attempted robbery. And one of the bullets penetrates her and she passes out. So Nadir gets a call from Dom about Amy's attack and Dom lets him know that she's at his private facility. One of the police officers is on Dom's payroll. So he notices who Amy is when they find her and gives him a call. So when Nadir arrives, Amy is being prepped for surgery. She has a bullet in her right arm, a concussion, and multiple contusions to the face. When Amy wakes up, Nadir is right by her side. He brought her back to his estate, but she's at the guest house. She's not inside the main house. So Amy repeats what happens and Nadir apologizes for leaving her on her own. And he tells her she can't go back to her house because they know where she lives and could possibly come back. And you know, they still have her truck. Canton gets a call from his mom about his cousins. You know, she's wanting to know where are they, you know, like what's going on? Because they claim to have construction jobs, but mama says they never come in the house dirty. I don't see them, you know, like with no construction gear or anything, but they suddenly have lots of money and they even bought her a Chanel purse. And Canton knows that they hit a lick, but excuse me, not who, but he goes to his cousins and tells them that they have a month to move out because he refuses to have any retaliation come back to his mom's door. And Canton tries to get in contact with Amy, but gets no response. At dinner, Nadir tells his wife and his friend about Amy's attack. So when Ray finds out that she's on the estate, she gets up and goes straight to her. But Jay catches an attitude and tells him he should have asked her before he brought her into her house. He needs to put Amy out and he should have just let her die. And Jay gets up from the table and goes to call Lena, who comes over and tries to tell Nadir that he's wrong. Nadir just looks at his mom doesn't even respond to her just pulls out his phone 
and calls his dad and tells his dad to tell his wife to get out of his house and to get out of his business. So as soon as he hangs up, Alina phone starts ringing. And, you know, she answers and says, you know, like, I was just trying to da-da-da. But Papa Ali is like, get home now and stay out that boy business. Um, Nadir gives Jade one last warning. She tells her, I mean, he tells her, if you tell my mom one more thing, you are out. Although Nadir thinks otherwise, Amy doesn't believe that Canton has something to do with it. Nadir thinks that they slept together and Amy tells him, you know, like, I never even kissed him. That night at the bar, they were about to kiss, but their lips never really touched because Canton saw Nadir coming through the door or, you know, walking closer to them. And Nadir gives her a sincere apology for putting his hands on her. You know, like, this is the first time they're having a heart-to-heart after he choked her up and threw her down on the ground after she threw the glass at Jay face. Um, her parents arrive and Nadir allows them to come onto his property, which he's way better than me. I'm like, y'all can see her when she feeling all better and she go back to her own house. Fia, like she don't even get through the door good before she start with her bull. She tells Amy... No, Amy tells her that she has no room to talk. So all her soapbox that she's trying to get on, she can climb right back off of it. And Fia tells her Nate was the one to actually cheat first. It may not have been physically, but it was emotionally. So while he's trying to blame this all on me, he was doing some cheating of his own with a woman at the church. And Amy tells them both that she's done. I'm grown. I got my own problems now. I'm not worried about y'all. But she tells her dad to pass along a message to Canton. Amy is starting to feel a little bit better. And she's noticing that her credit cards have been used for multiple purposes. So Ray tells her she can report it for fraud so they can open an investigation. And that may lead back to who attacked her. Jade walks in and Ray asks her, you know, like, what are you doing here? And Jay says, this is my house, ain't it? And it's like, not really. Technically, it's Nadir's house. Jade accuses Amy of setting up the attack on herself just to get Nadir to come to her rescue. And Ray tells her she is turning into Lena, attempting to be the HBIC, no New York. But she better know her place before she is replaced. And ironically, and I say ironically, <laughs> Because it's like, Amy, no, this ain't the one for you, sweetheart. But Amy calls Jade weak and says she's easily influenced. And Jade is trying so hard to intimidate Amy. She tells her, once once I tell Nadir I want you gone, you'll be transported to hospice care. And Amy's response is, when she's fully healed, she gonna do her how she did Lena. And But Jay comes back and tells her she'll finish what the robber started. And I never really mentioned, but when the author describes Jay, she works out a lot, so she's very toned. So it's just like, she's not going to be easily taken down with all the shit that they tell, they talking back and forth to each other. So Amy tells Jay that she's a bird 
and a follower. And, but Jade tells her, you know, you're immature. You have the mentality of a child. You can't think for yourself. You have no backbone. You can't get pregnant. So you're no threat to me. And it's like, once again, that thing of you can't get pregnant. I wish she would stop bringing that up and throwing that in her face. Nadir walks in to find bat. Ooh. Oh, sorry. I'm skipping over a part. Amy calls her a gold digger. And she lets her know that how Jay did Canton and if Nadir ever went broke, she would probably just do the same thing to, to Nadir and find another rich man to latch on to. So later, when Nadir walks in the door, he finds bags on the floor. And Jay tells him that he has to choose her or Amy. And he tells her, no, like, I'm not choosing. You're my wife. And Amy was injured and I'm going to help her out. And she'll leave when she's healed. But Jay demands that he makes her leave now. And Nadir says, no, like, I refuse. So Jay says she's leaving. Nadir looks at her and says, well, leave your keys on the table and I'll have someone pack up your room just like I did Amy and I'll send your stuff to you. Jay wasn't expecting that. So she was left standing alone at the door with her mouth on the floor. Canton's mom calls saying that he has a guest at her house. And when he asks who it is, she won't tell him. Just tell him to get there. And when he does, he's surprised to see Jade when he walks through the door. Which, again, everybody is better than me. Because the mom letting Jade come in the house after she hurt her baby... I'm like, oh, you want to see my son? You can see him, but you got to wait outside till he gets here. And when she, when Canton asks, you know, like, what are you doing here? She claims to just want to talk, but mama Canton tells her to quit faking and don't try to show up now that she knows that Canton has two success, successful businesses. And she claims that her breakup is not why she's coming around now. And Canton calls bullshit. He knows that uh, he knows that she knows he's friends with Amy and that she feels away now. And Jade says Amy isn't as loyal as he thinks she is. And so if he thinks that he's about to replace her with Amy, he's out of luck. And he can see that she's jealous because, again, she says Amy isn't solid. And she's been with Nadir since her attack. And it's just like. Since you walked through this door, all you've been talking about is Amy. I asked, what are you doing here? Why are you at my mom's house? And you're coming to talk to me about another woman as if you have some type of claim on me. And then to say that I can't replace you, like, girl, I haven't been with you for five years. There have been multiple women to replace you. You're not as special as you think. And even if that's not true, that's what I would say to her. Because it's just like, you're not just going to come and play in my face. Like, oh, I know you ain't found nobody better to replace me. And if you think you can, it ain't going to be this chick who went running back to her husband as soon as something happened to her. <sighs> Child, let me take a sip of my drink. So, and this upsets Canton because he's been trying to reach Amy. But it's like, why does that information that she's back with Nadira upset you so much? Y'all were never together. Y'all were technically just friends. And Jay didn't tell you the whole story because if she did, you would know. Like, she was shot 
and somebody took her car and I think like her cell phone and all that type of information. So she don't have none of that stuff. She has no way to get in contact with you. And Jane asks for his number, but he tells her no. And she insists on giving him her number and says that he can text or call if he wants to. Mama Canton again warns him to not get sucked back in, but he swears he's not. But she saw how he looked at Jade, you know, like as she was leaving, like he's still stuck on her. Amy is doing some work in her like fake hospital bed when the deer comes creeping in. And Amy asks him if he will be looking for another wife to replace her. The answer is no. He said he's not adding no more people. That's it. And they discuss how much they've grown since they've been apart. Nadir got her a new condo that comes with a guard. And he's going to pay for her to go to physical therapy. After her session, she goes to Canton's coffee shop. And she has her dad driving her. Canton is texting Jade when Amy walks in. He immediately excuse me, goes in on her about always going missing and only seems to be around when she needs something. He tells her she could have called, texted, and he's also upset about her going back to Nadir. And Amy tells him, I like how you've turned this whole nightmare that happened to me about you. And he tries to apologize, but Amy waves him off and heads back towards the door. And Canton's cousins are walking in and they speak to her, then start talking amongst themselves. So Amy turns around, looks at them, then runs out. Canton, who was already following her, like out the door, sees this exchange and runs after her and asks, what's wrong? He knows that his cousins are the robbers. And Amy asks him, you know, were you in on it? Did you do this to me? And although he believes Amy, he tries to make her believe that she's wrong. So Amy pulls out her phone saying that she's calling the police. Canton takes her phone and pleads with her to let him handle it. <laughs> Amy tells him, boy, fuck you. Give me my phone. And it's like, while I'll agree, it's like, sis, you the one who's letting him know all this information. As soon as them nigga spoke to you you because i didn't know if i wanted to say it or not but um as soon as they spoke to you you should have looked at them been like bad and just continued walking out the door because they were the idiots that spoke to you anyway as if you weren't gonna recognize their voice because the night of the robbery they didn't disguise anything they just had on all black and masks it's like y'all just talking y'all regular voices so of course if i hear your voice again i'm gonna know who you are and canton knows they did it, but he's not going to turn in his family and he can't let her turn in his family either. So he tells her, you know, just let me handle it. And she tells him, fine, I won't tell the cops. I'll just tell Nadir. So he takes his cousins and they lay low because he knows Nadir is going to come after them now that Amy is telling them, telling him that it was his cousins that did it. So, of course, Amy goes and tells Nadir what happened. And Nadir says what I said. You shouldn't have said nothing. You should have played it off. Then came to me. Now, he done told his cousins, and they probably somewhere hiding. He gets a call from Jade saying someone wants to speak with him. It's Canton. Canton wants to meet 
and make a deal. He wants to make sure that Nadir knows that he was not involved and he has proof. When he see when he saw how his cousin showed no remorse for attacking Amy, he changed his mind, deciding to give them up to protect himself and his mom. In the meeting with Nadir and Dom, he plays an audio clip of him confronting his cousins. They admit to doing it and not thinking about him or his relationship to her. And it's like, that's not true because when y'all saw me talking to her before y'all attacked her, you asked me what my relationship with her was like, if she meant anything to me. And still, I'm going back to the say less. The say less means a whole lot. And so, um, you know, Nadir just says, thank you. And he gives the address to where his cousins are. And he asks Nadir how Amy is, but Nadir tells him, don't think about her anymore. Nadir takes Amy out for dinner. He lets Amy know that she doesn't have to look over her shoulder anymore, basically saying, you know, he took care of it. Amy's shocked to learn that Jade left because when she asked him if he was going to get another wife, she's thinking that he still has Ray and Jade. But no, he's just back to Raid. Raid. <laughs> Ray um and so she asks so you're not going to look for another one he says no I'm not going to look for someone new and Nadir asks to accompany her to her up and coming trip to LA for a beauty event that she's invited to and she agrees it's for her YouTube page um Jay wants to pick up where her and Canton left off but Canton can't trust her and that was five years ago. He doesn't know this new her anymore. So in, in LA after the event, Amy walks to her suite to see flowers placed everywhere with cards that have like different little sayings in them. And I thought this was so sweet. So one says, you're still my peace. Another says, I'm so proud of you. I love the woman you have became. I will always protect you. I'm sorry for being an asshole in the past. And please don't ever dye your hair. Because at some point she mentioned wanting to dye her hair. So Nadir tells Amy that he can't let her go. They both agree to take things slow. But they're going to try again. And when he comes home, he's waiting on Ray to return to her own trip from her homeland I think it's Jamaica I forgot though I should have looked that up and Nadir tells Ray about the trip and she's excited that they've reconnected she's always wanted Amy back home ever since she moved out Nadir tells her you know I'm gonna try but if she decides she doesn't want to come back it's just them until the end because he's not gonna try to rebuild his quote-unquote empire again He's done with trying to add new people to their family. And our final chapter is a year later, Amir is officially home and done with his uh, services. He's at Amy's gender reveal. That's right. Our girl is now seven months pregnant. And, you know, they're having a gender reveal slash baby shower. The colors are yellow and green. And Amy and Nadir also got married again. So, of course, Nadir being his over-the-top self, he hires professionals to shoot fireworks into the sky 
which of course will be the color for their baby. And the color is yellow. They are having a daughter. And this is how our thruple, um, you know, like how their story ends in Happily Ever After. So I hope you guys enjoyed this series and come back for more. Next week, I believe I am going to be reading Jolie and Keandre, which is a three-part series by Bianca Xavier. Come back and let's see what happens with that couple. Have a beautiful day or evening whenever you hear this. Peace.